Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and someone just delivered me a looks like a beautiful looking cafe latte, and I got to put some sugar in it because I like that. Anyway, we have on the phone with us. First of all, we got Mike Briggs calling in from Ketchikan, Alaska, our co-host today, and and we're going to be doing some exciting stuff that we'll talk about during the show, hopefully, about some of the trips and some of the ideas that Mike has put together for us for uh, 2000, gosh, 2017 already? Are you kidding me? Anyway, I hear you. <laughs> anyway, um, and then we've got the Grizz from the capital city of Baja California Sur, the city of peace in La Paz. And our special guest is Ray. Ray Young from Ray's Lobster Pound. Now, I couldn't... What, what the heck is a lobster pound? And I thought, lobster pond? No, lobster pound. Well, it's like, think of it as a dog pound. That's where they have, you know, that's where they hold dogs. Well, Ray has uh, lobsters. And we're going to find out about that, that real quick. Ray, first of all, let's start by finding out about, you know, Ray's Lobster Pound, what it is, what you do, and what you got. Okay, it's a family business here. We've been in business for 92 years. Oh, shit. Uh, Since that, uh, you, you were just a kid then, weren't you? Yeah, I'm third generation. Uh, this is uh, Young's Lobster Pound. And uh, so we have fishermen that come in daily at our shop every day. And when they come in, we weigh up what their catch is and we sort them into our tanks where we hold 30,000 pounds inside our building. Wow. And inside there, they're all sorted out between hard shell, soft shell. And then they get distributed to restaurants and shipping and or our own restaurants that we use there also or retail. So they, they go everywhere from there. Well, I'd like to point out that especially with the holiday season coming up, um, you shipped me some lobster. And it's so easy and so simple. Um, You know, it's real simple if you do fresh or frozen either the tails or the the claws. But if you want to, live lobster, then, you know, it's so easy and so inexpensive. Let's just say that I wanted, I have 12 people. Uh, for a lobster dinner, a, you know, yep. a big feast. About what would it cost me in California to get 12 lobster delivered to me? To have 12 lobsters shipped to California, would if you had, say, right now lobsters are running on $6 a pound, so say you had a uh, pound and a half lobsters or so, uh, you'd have uh, eight, 18 pounds of lobsters, so... Uh, the freight would probably run for a ghost where they go overnight air uh, on take on live. So the run, freight would probably run about $150. And you get 18 pounds of lobster, $6 a pound. So um, the more you can put into a box, your freight goes the other way. If you order two lobsters, yeah, uh, the freight on it's going to cost you 100 Between the yeah. lobster and the freight, going to cost 100 bucks. You throw yeah. another lobster in. For a dollar more, yeah, just because the freight is already up there. Right. Well, I got somebody as many as you can. I got somebody in the studio that just raised her hand. She goes, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I wish you could get them to Alaska. 
Well, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, Mike. Uh, we, can send them there. we can't even get overnight here. I mean, it takes uh, two days regardless. You do priority overnight. We got two days of shipping to get to us here in Alaska and catch a can. Yes, that's true. Yeah, same way. Well, will they survive the two days? It's two days for us to ship to Alaska in some parts. Most of it is two days. So anything to do that, we'd have to go pre-cooked or cooked. And we chill them down and pack them in the box with the gel pack ice. And you'd get them there on the second day. But you've got, if we pre-cook them or cook them, you've got five days with that lobster after we pre-cooked or cooked it mm. to take care of it. Mm. Gotcha. Lobster Thermidor. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, or send the lobster meat. <laughs> well, oh, oh, that's right. You can buy just the meat itself, can't you? Yeah, and then it's all peeled out. Throw in some hot butter and. Now, is that is that uh, uh, claws, tails, or combination, or what? It's, it's a combination of the t- claws, tails, knuckles, the whole lobster, all. Wow. And what uh, what does that run a pound? Uh, lobster meat runs around forty dollars a pound. But it doesn't. Really, I mean, yeah, but you know, half a pound is plenty for anybody. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, but let's let's get. Uh, I'm I'm sure that uh, Mike and Grizz want to know a little bit more about. Uh, I, I've heard on the news that there's some concern about overfishing and regulations and water temperature and things. Give us an idea what's happening, um, in front of your restaurant off the main coast. The well, the, the worst thing that happened this year was uh, our catch was getting ready to come on, and then we couldn't get any lobster bait for our fishermen. Uh, the heron quota had, had come to a halt. Uh, a lot of the boats had ca- caught all their uh, quotas up at the end of the month or whatnot, and so we couldn't get any fresh bait for the guys to go fishing. So we had to try to find an alternate bait, which was either bait that was frozen or get bait from another state. So, I mean, I ended up either getting heron from Canada or getting uh, pogies from New Bedford to offset uh, these guys keeping fishing. So we had product coming in all the time. But our catch is hasn't really been down. Uh, it's really been equal to last year on my end of the fishing industry up here. Some other places might have been down, but our water temperature... Uh, this year is probably four degrees warmer than it was last year, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always fall in the same consistency. Uh, last year, uh, my water temperature was colder. The year before that was a little bit uh, colder than that. The year before that was warmer. So it all, def- all depends on which way that Gulf Stream is coming up from the southern state. Is it pushing in towards Maine? Is it pushing offshore? So that's where our water temperature affects us. But um, lobsters are in a 10-year cycle, and right now we're kind of at the bottom of our cycle, and now we'll start to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, with the survey traps that uh, we put out, uh, the state has put done some surveying out here where they take a small mesh trap where not a lot can get out through it. And they've set these traps anywhere, not only in the fishing zone. They've put them off out of other places. If there's not been 100 to 125 lobsters to a trap, anything from an inch long right up to the measure that we can keep. Mm -hmm. The legal lobsters really wouldn't go in there because there were so many other small ones. So the small lobsters, we have anything from an inch up to the major, which shows us we've got lobsters for every year coming along. Right. 
but well, Ray, that I, bottom cycle I, where I, it was fat go the other way now. I, I think that, uh, that 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 your state has done a tremendous job in uh, sustainable. Um, fishing, but let's give Mike and Grizz a chance. We've only got a couple minutes, actually less than a couple minutes, and see if either Mike cool. or Grizz has a question for you. Well, I, I, you know, as I can never say enough, the Maine lobster to me is a, the only lobster that exists in the world. And uh, what is it? Is it the cold water that makes them so much different than the Western lobster? Yeah, I love Sophia. I think it's the cold water that brings the sweetness out of that meat, and it's not. Uh, it just seems like this, this cold, the warmer southern lobsters or whatnot seem to be so tough and chewy, uh, and they just don't have the flavor in them. Um, I don't. Is it, is it the, the water temperature, water. or is it what they eat that makes them so completely different? Uh, no, I think it's the, the solidity in the water. Um, it's like if you take uh, if you, you take a, a lobster of ours and you throw it in a pot of fresh water, the flavor is, is all right. But if you, you take one of your lobster and it's even more blander. Uh, but if you add a little salt to your water, it's like making anything. Uh, oh. The salt brings the sweetness so, out. Oh, so so when you when you boil them, you should put water. You should put uh, salt in the water. Yeah, Always. I mean our lobsters up hmm. here, I think, where our water's already is uh, at the saltiest. It it, it, it brings hmm. that flavor out even more hmm. up here. So Ray, we're going to have to end the segment. How do we get in touch with you and order some of that lobster? Anytime, just call us at the Young Bob's Pound at three three at two zero seven three three eight one one six zero, or you can go on Facebook, or you can go on to Young's Lobsters at Yahoo dot com. Okay, and, so uh, yeah, or just make or, it happen from there, or just uh, Google um, Young Lobster Pond Pound. Young Lob- Lobster Pound, yep. Pound, not pond, pound. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. You get line and I'll get a bowl, honey. You get line and I'll get a bowl, babe. You get line and I'll get a bowl. We'll go down to the crock and hole, honey, baby mine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. We have Mike Briggs from Ketchikan and Grizz from the capital city of La Paz, Baja, California, sir, on the line with us. And uh, we're going to see if we can get somebody else on the line with this. But in the meantime, um, Mike and Grizz, um, let's talk a little bit about Real Fun Adventures and some of the trips that that we're looking to put together for 2017. Mike is going to be the front man on this, and Grizz has got some great ideas. So uh, let's go ahead. I know this is kind of, uh, um, you know, off the wall question. It's called but Mike, tell us an idea of what you want to do with Real Fun Adventures <laughs> and how Mike might fit in with this, or Grizz fit in with this. What's that now? Let's let's talk about what you have in mind for Real Fun Adventures. Well, you know, like we were discussing the other day, one of the things I was thinking about is that certainly we want to do a couple of trips or a couple of months somewhere rather exotic, whether it's up to Alaska, whether it's down to Cabo, whether it's uh, maybe out to uh, New Orleans to see our friend out there. But every couple of months we should be trying to get somewhere uh, outside of Southern California and then filling in the gap in the other months by going somewhere within California. Well, and, uh, well I mean, you know, so j- July, trying to get it to where we have a trip every month. Uh, July and August is great for Alaska. Uh, but mm-hmm. what about January, February? Then we may have to go down and see Gris. Well, the thing of it is, what you guys ought to do is put together fly fishing people that want to learn how to fly fish in the ocean. Well, actually, we can go down to La Bocana and fly fish in the estuaries one day and then go out deep sea fishing, and it's always great fishing there. Grizz, guess what? In the next segment, we have Jason Grupp, who is a world-renowned fly fishing guide, and he was—he's been on the trip with me for 
to down to East Cape, which we'll talk about. And instead of going out in a boat, he gets on a uh, ATV, runs up and down the beach, and fly fishes. But yeah, looking for rooster fish. I'm exactly, sure. exactly. But right now we have a very special guest. We have haven't had on for a little while. We have Vance from Ox Batteries. Now, you know, when if if you're looking for equipment, you know, if you go in and turn the key and nothing happens, you're done for the day. So, right? So we'd mm-hmm. like we'd like to introduce Vance with Ox Batteries and find out a little bit about you know his operation and what he has and the different types and maybe we'll learn something about batteries. Vance, are you there? I am here. No, oh, good. You sound great. But uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your operation and then see if you can give us some tips on batteries, care, maintenance, and that kind of thing. A little bit about Ox Batteries. Uh, we are a uh, premier battery supplier of premium batteries. Um, these batteries are critical power batteries for your boats, uh, your fish houses. Up here in Minnesota, uh, we're gearing up right now um, for the winter season and getting ready for the for it to actually start freezing. So Chris is down there, uh, down in uh, Mexico, and we're uh, you know getting ready for a freeze up. So. <laughs> I like to call it hard. I get fresh water, salt water, and hard water. And uh, you do <laughs> hard water is when you have to have a drill to get, to get to find. Yeah, the fish. I'm not into that, guys. I quit that many years ago. I left Montana with a big smile on my face, and uh, you know, yesterday up in the Volcano it was 62 degrees, and we were wearing coats. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway, some more about about uh, Ox batteries. Um, you know, what is it that's you know you say they're premium, but what is different about the batteries from that as of what you you buy from the gas station or from Costco? Well, I tell you, the Ox battery is a uh, premium line of batteries, and it is a gel style battery, um, meaning that uh, this battery is. Uh, more than capable of being your uh, your your maintenance free, where you don't have to worry about it. Um, it's also being it's gel. Um, it's environmentally friendly, and this battery can be used in all types of conditions. Uh, not only from down in uh, down in your Mexico area and that stuff in the hot weather, uh, meaning that it's going to run longer and it's going to allow you to uh, be out there and fish longer. It's also going to work in this cold weather application when uh, the battery starts to get down into them uh, lower temperatures, that uh, that gel style battery is going to hold power longer and it's not going to freeze. So being that uh, that battery that you buy from the uh, Costco or your wholesaler or the, or the gas station there, um, that battery is, I would as a battery manufacturer, you have like three different styles. You have your wet style batteries um, that are your lowest brand, if you want to call that, or your lowest uh, model. Then you go up to your to your AGMs, which is a kind of a uh, difference between a wet cell and a and a gel cell. And then you have our Ox battery brand, which is a gel style battery, which is used by critical power systems, which is used by your telecommunications, your utilities. And it's been molded into a case that works for our marine because uh, just like you want your uh, utilities and your uh, critical power to work, we want our boats to work because, mm-hmm. tell you what, we want our boat and our fish house to work because that's our fun. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's what we need it to do. So. Well, you know, my understanding is you can actually have that thing underwater and it won't affect it. 
Yeah, actually, you can uh, you can take this battery and you can flip it upside down and connect the terminals, and it will not affect it. Um, it will not uh, if you put this in, into water and uh, left it submerged. As long as the terminals don't corrode and that kind of stuff, uh, which are lead, you know, that's the only exposed lead part of it. Mm-hmm. Those batteries are going to work there, and they're not going to have any um, side effects on the environment. If you put a wet cell out there and you hit it with a hammer out oh, on yeah. the lake, or if you, uh, or if you, you know, yeah, as you're hitting those waves, acid. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have that acid. This will not leak out. Um, this uh, is going to stay with that battery, and it's going to be uh, better for our environment. Well, uh, maybe we Chris... sure need some down here in Mexico. Because uh, I'll tell you what, my number one enemy is heat. Well, yeah, I, I just... mean, I replace batteries in all my boats and my vehicles, which I know you don't make them for vehicles, but almost once a year, they fry, they cook. When it starts getting up a week, two weeks at a time at 110, 115 degrees, you can just about kiss your batteries goodbye. Grizz, let me make a quick comment. Um, I've got an older van that Grizz takes care of me for me down in, uh, in down there. And when I go down to use it, uh, you know, it goes for six or maybe nine months without being being used, and when I go every time I go down to you know pick up the van, he has to replace the battery. So every time. So uh, Vance, why don't you comment on that? Um. Well, yes, that that has to go with your gel style or your wet style. That battery is actually yet yeah, as you're using that power, it's boiling that water in there. And what's happening is is as you're heating that up and you get into that 110, 115 degrees, where that uh, where that gel cell battery starts to break down, or it has a thermal threshold, and you start to cook off the uh, cook off the uh, the water on it. Um, you need to add water to them sometimes, even though they, some of these guys say that they're maintenance free. The gel style doesn't do that. What happens is, is when ours or when this gel hook um, heats up, the gel vaporizes, and as it heats up, it it does go through a thermal change, and it turns back into the gel. That's why you don't have to, that's why you have no maintenance on them. That's why they work better in those conditions of that high temperature. And also, a gel is much like a radiator. It has uh, a lot more surface area than the water to uh, disperse that heat and that energy amongst the battery in order to make it uh, last longer for you. Well, Grizz had mentioned something about... What batteries you don't make? What 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 coverage do you have? Is there any battery that you don't have coverage for? Any application you do not have coverages for? Or give us an idea about that. Correct, uh, and he's right about like cranking batteries for uh, automotive. Mm-hmm. They're not recommended uh, for that application because the charging system on your car is different than the charging system like on your boat or that stuff, but uh, these are recommended, actually, uh, a lot of applications call for a gel cell battery in, uh, have you heard of the electric vehicles? Mm-hmm. It's a huge lineup. Uh, these are actually recommended for a lot of those vehicles because of their deep draw and their deep uh, their ability to run that deep, long, you know, cycle and go extra periods of time, especially like in your golf carts. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been out on the golf course and around the... Uh, you know, you're shooting an 18-hole golf course, and around hole 12, pretty soon your electric golf cart doesn't work so well oh, anymore. Yeah. These are not going to do that. You're not going to have that problem. Yeah. No, it's okay. And and 
As far as someone finding your batteries, uh, what's your distribution? I know that Babe, um, you know, helps distribute stuff in, um, you know, more on the East Coast. But as far as somebody that's looking for this stuff, also understand that they can be shipped as opposed to a wet cell that's very difficult to ship. Yes, these are non. They're considered by the uh, by the United States Postal Service or any postal service to. Uh, be correct as a non-hazardous battery or non-hazmat material, so they can be shipped through the mail. Um, you can purchase our batteries online at www.oxbattery.com, and you can do use a PayPal or a credit card right on there, and you can get them shipped right to your house. Um, that being said, you don't have to go back to the if you would ever have a like a warranty issue, which our warranty on them is a two-year warranty. You could go back onto our website, and uh, if you had a problem, which we mm-hmm. have had like two okay. problem or two of them in the last two, couple of years yeah. here. Okay, but uh, if you would have anyway. a problem, we could ship you a brand new battery. You won't don't have to run. Okay, Maybe sometimes you're running, you know, fifty, sixty miles to go there back go. to uh, okay. To another well, battery. Vance, we're going to have to close this one up. We appreciate that. Go to go to Ox Batteries. Uh, just just uh, Google Ox Batteries, and I'm sure you'll find sure. it. Appreciate that very much. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Can't get the fish in the line and in the water. Oh, yeah. Can't get the fish in the line and in the water. Well, if you're right, don't change, you ain't got a chance. Make that old bacon and lamb. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and uh, wow, that was that was kind of interesting conversation, wasn't it, uh, uh, Grizz and Mike, about batteries? You keep learning more stuff all the time. Well, Absolutely. if you don't learn, don't listen to our shows because <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's see if we can get uh, get a battery down there for my van, so every time I go down there to use it, you don't have to replace the battery. Well, that would be great. I wish you would. Hurry up and do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so and, what do we got going on, John, now? Okay, okay we're going to get uh, Jason, our good friend. It's a professional fly fishing guide and also a vintner up in Santa Barbara, California. Great guy, uh, and we got, we're going to bring him on right now. And, Grizz, you've talked to him before, so I'm sure you and him are probably going to take up the majority of the next uh, 10, 15, 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, I wanted to talk with Mike a little bit. Mike, uh, with the real sure. adventures that we got going on, Consider dove hunting and uh, duck hunting and wild boar hunting in Mexico. We could put together some real inexpensive trips and just a kick-butt time. That sounds like a blast, yeah. I would love to do that. That's yeah, you wouldn't have to do even, you know, we can... or anything. It would be something to get a... I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about... Um, coming down to Mexico and doing some fishing and doing some hunting, but we timed the trip right. We can bring some folks up to Alaska to do that same type of thing, do some deep sea fishing and then go shoot some deer. Well, what we need to do is if you get something going every month or two, we got to get trips north and trips south. But yep. uh, in we have west. adventures north of the border and adventures south of the border. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. But uh, <laughs> or way south. As a matter of fact, we have Jason Grupp on the line with this, who um, with um, I can't. It's called Breakwater Tours. Is that right, Jason? You got it. And Jason is a very interesting guy because his passion is fly fishing. And, and he's, you know, he he takes a lot of people on trips with uh, uh, breakwater tours. He's also, by the way, you know, <laughs> manages a 200-acre uh, vineyard up in Santa Barbara County, um, which, you know, I go, well, how'd that happen? But apparently, <laughs> apparently he's, a, he's a man of many talents. But uh, he was, he'd been with us on our last trip, one of our, well, the trip before last, I think, to uh, uh, East Cape. Um, Mike, that uh, and what he did instead of taking one of the cruisers out, he got uh, an ATV and just cruised the beach uh, with his fly rod. But uh, let's talk a little bit to Jason about some of his upcoming trips, and maybe we'll even talk a little bit about uh, the East Cape. Jason, give us an idea about what you've got coming up in some of your trips. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, 
I've got a couple trips coming up. Um, we're putting together groups right now. We don't have the dates exactly secured. I'm still bringing all the people in. So if, if anybody wants to get on these trips, there's still plenty of room. But we're going to be going out to uh, Belize to uh, fish the flats for tarpon, bonefish, and permit, and snook, and all the other amazing species they have over there in the mangroves and out on the flats. And uh, we go out to Ambergris Cay and uh, amazing lodge. And we've been going there for a few years now and just absolutely love it. I try and shoot for groups of 12 to 15 for that trip. And um, I think that's probably the, my favorite trip that I offer. Uh, it's pretty unreal to pull on a big 70 or 80 pound tarpon in three foot of water. Yeah. Can't beat yeah. that. Well, and, Jason, uh, I gotta get you down here for one of your fly fishing trips to the estuaries and fish with me down here to the Volcana. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be too bad either, Grizz. Or what do you have in the what do you what's the Lubakana, which is a mouth, it's the name of a town, but it's it opens up into an estuary on the Pacific coast of Baja California Sur. Yeah, it is uh, in Baja California Sur, but it's more to the north end. But so it's actually drivable from the US. But what type of fishing do you do in the estuary, Grizz? Uh, big grouper. I can, uh, now let's talk fly fishing because that's what I do in there. Uh, big grouper. We got leopard grouper in there. We got covina in there. We got bone fish in there. Not big bone fish. A uh, two pounder is a big bone fish. We got spotted bay bass. We got snook. And uh, basically, that's what we catch on a fly rod. And, and we'll catch a hundred fish a day. <laughs> well, and it is all catch and release. Oh uh, yeah, except for the spotted bay bass, right? Yeah, yeah. If somebody wants to fry some of them, there's so many of them. We, you know, they really bother you. Well, it sounds like a lot of work to me. Hundred fish a day. <laughs> oh, at least, at least, and that's only talking till about one o'clock. Okay. Cocktail hour. I just got. I just fished it yesterday. Yeah. Well, I doubt you said you just got home late last night, but uh, yeah. I remember, I set the world record on grouper on a fly rod there. That was. Oh, was that where it was? I thought it was on the other side. No, it was there. Okay. And uh, yeah. Well, there's there's not too many people putting in uh, catching grouper on a fly rod, so <laughs> I imagine they haven't figured out how yet. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, um, the, the other thing, you know, of course, you know, Mike has been down to East Cape. We've got a trip coming up there, and I haven't talked to you recently, Jason. Hopefully, you're going to be able to make it down in uh, beginning of November. Yeah, they better ever have a quad warmed up for me because that's my my style down there. I like it. Actually, I've got. I talked to uh, Jimmy from, I think it's what the hell is his name? Can do RV rentals. And uh, he's got a quad put together for you at no charge. Nice. I like it. And so what Jason does is he'll cruise up and down the Bay of the Palms, which is about about five miles long, and just uh, cruise the coast. Yeah, you know, with his eyes open and his fly rod in hand. And give us a quick idea about how that works, Jason. I mean, what do you do when you're down there, and, and how do you read the water? Well, yeah, I, you know, when I leave the Palmas de Cortez and just start going down the beach, you don't go fast. You just go slow and watch for bait fish jumping, watching for wakes, big shadows, and, you know, anywhere that just looks fishy. And uh, I throw big bait fish patterns. 
and I'll, if, it, if the wind is up, I'll usually throw like a 10 weight. Uh, if it's real calm, you could drop down to an 8 or a 9 weight. Uh, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. We had a lot of roosters chasing last year. Um, Sierra, we got a couple grouper to go. You're not the only one, Grizz. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good down there. We had a blast, and uh, we fished all the way till dark, and we had about an hour back to the resort. My buddy's quad broke down, <laughs> snapped a belt. Then my lights went out. So I had my buddy hanging on to me like a girlfriend, and we had to make our way all the way back to the resort in the dark with no lights. It, it, was, um, it was an adventure, but we yeah. made it. Well, that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yep. That, uh <laughs> the uh, now, how far do you have to? I mean, it, it seems to me if you're going to be fly fishing into the surf, most of those fish you're talking about, are, you know, are not like a perch that you know that that are in you know um, six or twelve inches of water. How far do you have to throw that to to get into the roosters? Yeah, I mean, you got to be a decent caster for sure. I'm not going to lie, you got to be able to throw some line, and uh, you know, if you can get a fifty or sixty foot cast, you can get into them. Um, Plus, I use fairly big bait fish patterns out there, so carrying those heavier flies can be a challenge. And then if the wind comes up, that's even more of a challenge. Um, but the friend I was with was using a spinning rod, and he knocked him dead, too, just on spinning gear. So you don't have to throw fly. Yeah. But I just enjoy fly, and I think you can do a little better if, if you've got the casting skills. Um and uh, for the roosters, you just get it out there as far as you can and strip literally as fast as you can. And if you see them chasing, you don't slow down. You keep stripping, and uh, they'll chase that bug all the way in. Well, I know that Grisk is anxious to make a comment on that because that, that's his game. What's that, rooster fishing? Fly fishing. and it, Fly it, fishing? It, I, well, I live for fly fishing, and one of my favorite fish in the world to catch is a, is a uh, rooster. Well, but oh, well, in rooster, they, they do stay, from my experience, which is very limited, uh, they like um, sand and rocky bottom. And they usually stay in like twenty, thirty feet of water, but you know they're a little bit farther off. But in a boat, it's easy. But from the beach, I I don't know if they come in that close. And that's that's what just what I was asking Jason about is how difficult it is. What do you think, Chris? Well, you know, Jason's right. I mean. It depends, though, too, what you want. Now, down around the East Cape, you can get some small roosters to take a fly re- relatively close to shore. But I'm talking about June, July, August. Uh, you know, 15, 20 pounders are, are relatively close at times, depending on the sardines and the ladyfish. That's their number one mm-hmm. fish in the world. They love ladyfish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get into them. Now, the big boys, uh, you got to throw out there a pretty good ways. I mean, you need a good 10 weight, and you need to be able to, you need a double haul, and you need to get that thing out there. And it's not real easy to catch the big boys on a fly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, and there's everything to catch down there in East Cape. I'll tell you, take a six-weight if there's no wind and catch ladyfish. And, I mean, you just have a kick in the bucket. There you ladyfish. go. Exactly. They are, they are fun. Anyway, we've got about 30 seconds left, so we've got to wrap it up. Uh, Jason, uh, you know, first of all, I'd like to mention that uh, if anybody wants to go down, and hopefully we have Jason down there to help out a little bit uh, to do some fly fishing from the beach, 
uh, and we have a trip coming up, go to uh, uh, just send us an email uh, and uh, at john at fishtalkradio.com. And we've got a trip coming up in the middle of our uh, beginning of November that you'd love. And hopefully Jason will be down there and we'll get you on an ATV or put you out on a cruiser and catch whatever you want. Great time. And, of course, Mike is going to help out with that. So we appreciate that very much. And we appreciate you turning into Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to us as many times as you like. Mm-hmm.